How do social entrepreneurs and small businesses create an authentic brand people love so they can get the edge they need to stand out, create predictable revenue, and compete against the big guys? That's what we're here to discuss. I'm Adam Force, the founder of Change Creator, and this is the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast brought to you by Change Creator. This is your host, Adam Force, and Happy New Year. This is our first episode since we've come uh, into 2022. Um, Now, we left you off before we took a little uh, hiatus and break, and I hope you did too uh, at the end of the year. Um, We left you off with a thought that has been kind of pivotal for me uh, in building uh, two businesses, and you know that was a philosophy I discussed in the last episode. Um, and I kind of dig into it in, in, in depth there. So if you missed it, I would definitely go back. I think you'll find some inspiration there. Kind of my goal there was to really create a perspective shift that helps you just understand just some of the, the human behaviors and how to think about yourself and how others may see you as well. And this is going to make a difference in, in how you kind of execute on your business um, with all the decisions that you're making. All right, so this week we're going to be talking to Josh Fonger, and this is such an important conversation as you guys build your brands. Um, You know, when we're doing these things, we have to be organized, we have to have systems, and a lot of times we get sucked into being the person that wears all the hats. And this is inevitable, especially when we are just starting or we're, you know, we're running solo, we don't have teams, I get that 100%. But we do need to start thinking from a systems approach. And that's what Josh is all about. Um, So we're, we're, we're going to talk to him about um, the the consulting that they do and how it helps create better productivity and detaches you from your business so you can see it from that 30,000 foot view. Remember, you don't want to work for your business. You want the business to work for you. And that's what this conversation is all about. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes and check out the latest at changecreator.com. If you have an e-commerce business, we have one spot currently open uh, for our brand accelerator. Guys, we will get you over a thousand leads per month and have you get paid for it. And if we don't, we'll keep working with you until we do. Check us out. Sign up for a strategy call. Let's talk about your business. Okay, show me the heat. I know you're going to dig this. Hey, Josh, welcome to the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. How are we doing today, buddy? Doing great. Glad to be here. I appreciate it. And uh, you mentioned you were calling in from Hawaii. How's the weather? Uh, it's the same as it always is. Yeah, so we're probably <laughs> heading to the beach today, actually. So uh, that's good. Can't complain. I love it. Are you a surfer or not a surfer? Uh, you know, we've been here six months now, and so we're getting there. Right now, my goal is to teach my three boys to surf. And then once they're good, then... And their old man will, will give it a try. So that's what we're <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. All right. You said how many kids did you say you had? Uh, three boys. And then we got a, a little girl. Uh, so four, four right now. So the house is getting. Wow. Cool. You got a full house. You got a, I, I'm, I have one child and we have a second on the way and I'm already going, man, we're crazy just for having two. <laughs> Keeps you busy on your toes. Yeah, 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 that changes your dynamic as an entrepreneur. So (laughs) you better start, as we're going to talk about, working more on your business than in your business when you have kids. (laughs) Well, when they get old enough, you can actually have them start working 
in your business for you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, my exactly. oldest is doing that now. So that, that's a good transition. Ah, that's pretty cool. I like it. Yeah. I can learn a little something. That's how they uh, can get real education, right? <laughs> that's what we're trying to do. Something actually, <laughs> actually practical. Yeah, definitely. I love it. I love it. So just to get everybody grounded, why don't you tell a little bit of your story? Um, you know, just, I like to know a little bit about what's exciting in your world, like right now at the, you know, t- today, like the, the most current events. Um, but then we'll get into just a little bit of backstory on what kind of got you there. Sure. Yeah. Well, what, what I'm most excited about and, uh, you know, it's, it's this book, you know, work the system, which yeah. we've been excited about for over 10 years now, but, uh, as opposed to me being the coach and consultant and the guy who actually, uh, flies around and helps companies is, uh, certifying consultants around the world and getting them, um, you know, the tools, the resources so they can actually do what I do, which is go out and help companies scale and grow uh, with this methodology. Cool, cool. And so how did you learn these processes? What's the background there? Uh, well, uh, I'll, I'll give you the, the, the short story. Um, I, I was a business consultant flying around um, helping companies. And what I realized was that after I left, you know, give it six months or a year, the same problems would come back. And they would come back again and again and again. And I realized there was a piece I was missing, and that was the um, the documentation piece. And uh, Sam Carpenter wrote this book called "Work the System," and uh, you know, providentially, we we met in Bend, Oregon, had some coffee together. And um, he's in his seventies, and so he didn't need to grow a coaching consulting business. He was he was doing fine on his own, and uh, but I did, <laughs> right? <laughs> so we you know we partnered together at the time, and I, I basically took his book. And use it to help companies using this this methodology with with um, documenting companies' systems, and so every company's owner has their secret sauce in in their brain, and maybe a few people kind of know it through osmosis, but they have the hardest time uh, scaling and growing efficiently and effectively, and ultimately building an asset they can sell one day. Yeah. And uh, that's that's where I got engaged to working with with Sam and, and still he and I chat every week about the business growth. And uh, um, we're just trying to help as many people as we can with, with what he learned. And uh, for those of you who don't know that this book um, details how he fixed his own business. And um, he went through a nightmare for 15 years. And then he finally had an epiphany about how he could organize his company to, to scale. And that's what I do. I help companies uh, take that same process. That's interesting. So, I'd like to get a better sense of um, one, what are the, the types of companies that you're primarily supporting and is the model that you're talking about um, more specific for them or is it more universal? Yeah, it, it's, it's universal. Yeah, it, we didn't know that at first. You know, the, the book details an answering service, taking this methodology and then using it. But okay. what we realized was that as we got out to market, um, you know, this medical, our first three clients, one was a, a medical clinic uh, that had, you know, three locations and that, that worked out great. Another one was a karate studio and then that w- worked out awesome. And the other one was a uh, appraisal office, commercial appraisals. Okay. You know, and then it was, uh, you know, then it was <coughs> bake bakers and then it was online marketers. Oh, very different. And podcasts. Oh. And, you know, right now I've got a client who uh, sells car washes and maintains them. So it's okay. really... Um, it's it's very high level and, and uh, it's more of a, a mindset shift, a strategic shift, a company culture shift, and then you then infuse that into the various systems of your business. And so um, that's what allows us to to walk into a lot of different mm. enterprises and help them put this 
strategy on top of what they're already doing. I mean, they're already doing something that works, they're already making money. And we just, you know, add this layer on top to make it more efficient, more scalable, more effective. And, um, you know, it's basically what, what any large company does that small companies don't is, is large companies document their systems so that they can, <laughs> you know, build their teams and scale and grow. And small companies don't, they just never, they never do that. They always keep it in their, their head. And therefore they, they, you know, I call them yo-yo businesses. They kind of, they have a, a you know, six months or a year that's good. And then they go back down they got to cut some employees because sales go, and then they go back up and down and back. And they, they hit a plateau and that plateau is either, you know, half million, one million, quarter million, like whatever that sales plateau is for their yeah. business. And um, they just stay there. They stay there for a number of years until the owner gets burned out or, you know, they have a, a series of bad luck and then they go out of business. But yeah. that, that's the, the common small business. And that's, that's 97% of companies out there are kind of in that stage. And yeah. we let them know that they're, you know, if they shift something in their head, we call it the you know, systems mindset, there, there really is a potential where they can grow their business and it doesn't have to be harder. It actually can get easier as they grow, <laughs> not harder. And um, that's what we try to do is show them that path. It's interesting. And, and I, I can really see the truth just from my own experience in, in what you're saying about the yo-yo, um, you know, metaphor and stuff like that. Um, and you're right. Those processes, I think I talked to, cause I, I work with a lot of earlier stage entrepreneurs. You're probably, I think working with some more established people that are making closer to a million dollars a year, maybe is, and they do not have, I mean, they, they have, you know, an idea of things, but to have real processes in place that is far and few between for sure. So I think, um, and, and so tell me, like, do you see, cause you talked about the book and how there is a mental like paradigm shift, if you will, for people in order to start taking actions a little bit differently that will allow them to scale further. Right. So now is that kind of getting, more comfortable with like, Hey, I'm setting up these systems and then more comfortable with how we're actually, I guess, hiring or running, running advertising and marketing to let the company actually scale to the next stage, which is something they probably haven't actually done before. What, what is the, can you give us a little taste of what some of the, the ideas are behind it? Yeah. Yeah, sure. I'll kind of walk it through step-by-step step. and, and you're, you're right. The first thing is a mindset shift. So you don't even need to get any more sales or any growth first the first is just to, you know, kind of get outside your business, be slightly elevated and look down and then just realize that instead of saying your business is, let's just say a bakery where you, where you just jump in there and you, you know, you bake the cakes, you take the orders. It's, it's a composed of these separate discrete systems that happen day to day, week to week to month to month. And you can actually isolate them into the, let's just say 200 separate things that happen on a regular basis in the bakery. And that's the first thing is to, is to separate yourself. So you and your business are not the same thing. <laughs> They're different yeah. things, right? And that's the first shift that a lot of entrepreneurs uh, have a hard time with because they become their business. And then you have to start thinking about your strategy. And we document in what's called a strategic objective. But, um, you know, is the actual core offering that you're, you're giving line up with what your customers actually want, which lines up with your pricing, which lines up with your technology, which lines up with your team, which lines up with how you pay them, which so there needs to be alignment across the board in your business. And again, a lot of companies, um, everything's a misaligned. And the reason being is that the entrepreneur 
has learned how to make money, which means they they cater to each customer type, they cater to each situation, they think on the fly, <clears throat> they're willing to, you know, go above and beyond what a normal person would do in all sorts of circumstances. And so they've kind of created this, you know, Frankenstein business um, that <laughs> has taken them to a point. And we say, you know, okay, you, you've, you've tested out all these different dead ends. Now it's about setting some boundaries, you know, you know, kind of greasing the wheels and setting, setting a straight line, a straight course, realizing that you can't do this thing over here anymore and you can't do that thing over there anymore. You need to make everything aligned. And that's, that's a really important step that, that uh, really small entrepreneurs uh, need to take that step. And this methodology, and you mentioned it, you know, it's for, for big companies and it is, but for small companies, uh, it's, it's really important work because they can stay stuck because of the entrepreneur's ability to be so creative and problem solving that they can't come up with a repeatable system. And then once we do that, then it's, it's the principles. So it, as you bring people on board, we call them general operating principles. You want them all to be making decisions the same way um, consistently so that you feel like you can trust the people around you to hold the ball for you, knowing that they would treat the customer the same way you would. They, they would treat the project the same way you would. They would treat the technology the same way you would. And so these are all just um, infrastructure that you want to put in your business. And it doesn't cost a lot. The things I'm talking about right now, um, they cost a little bit of time and thinking, but they don't actually cost any money. You don't need to go <laughs> yeah. out and, you know, go buy a, a warehouse or, you know, buy a new machine to do it. And then it's the incremental steps of building the infrastructure of your business. It's, it's these systems. Now, the systems are already happening, right? The way you make sales is already happening. Use a bakery example. The way you bake the cake is already happening. The way you right. buy your products, it's already happening. But you have never taken the time, likely, to think, you know, is this the best way to do it? How am I doing it? And let me write down the way it is being done so that I don't need to do it anymore. And then you start to slowly, piece by piece, um, system by system, find others who can can do that work. And in some cases, do it better than you and faster than you. <laughs> and it's a... Um, it, it's about taking the, the next step towards that uh, endpoint, which is a fully systemized, documented business. And I think a lot of people, they say, wow, that's going to be too hard. That's too much work. But you're already working hard anyways. It's just about working on the right things and realizing that, you know, if you put one brick on a day, you know, give it a couple of years and you're going to have this, you know, you're going to have a fortress. And, but you, you yeah. do have to put that, that brick up each day. Yeah, no, I love it. I think that's really uh, great because, you know, if you're now, if you're earlier in your process, right. Um, let's say you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year. Okay. Mm -hmm. 200,000, whatever. So to your point, there's a good chance you're bringing in a few clients a month. Maybe if you're a service or consultant and you're doing okay, but it's a lot of work. You don't have the systems in place. So now you introduce this idea in your book and you know, this process basically, which has helped a lot of companies. You mentioned like, we're going to look at, we can isolate from a big picture point of view, the systems that make up the business ultimately as an asset, right? Mm -hmm. Now, as a smaller company with less resources, what's the suggestion to people who are listening and thinking like, yeah, I love this concept of systemizing. I want to read this book. I want to, how do they, because there might if they don't have a big team, maybe they have one VA. Let's set yeah. let's set a boundary sure. for you to think about. Yeah. 
I got a founder, I got a VA, we're doing some work, but I got all these systems, my podcast, I got to get articles up on the site and I miss, you miss things like all the time and I'm working and you know, you're thinking to yourself. So it's like, you want the consistency, but it's too much. <laughs> uh-huh. So how do we start? Do you trim the fat at some point and say, Hey, we got to have to look at what the critical path is and get rid of some stuff. Like how do you approach managing the workload? Yeah, no, that's a, that's a great question. And, uh, I mean, it, it depends. <laughs> it depends on the situation, of course, yeah. right? Some people they do have they do have access to money, and so they, the the idea would be to you know build out a team to take on some of those pieces. Yeah. Some people don't, and their time is already stretched. So it is it is removing or reducing some of the things that you're doing so that you can focus on the core elements that actually make you money. And oftentimes, as we're doing this with companies, we are increasing their price, especially of anything that actually involves their personal time yeah. so that let's just say if they have 10 customers and those customers are each paying them a thousand dollars a month, you might raise it to $2,000 a month. And yeah, they might go to, let's just say five customers or six or seven customers. So they lost some customers, but they're actually making more money and they have more time. That's usually a part of the, the shift that needs to happen is that anything that's going to be custom solution that you personally are going to do yourself, you're going to have to um, increase the value of what you perceive your time to be and what you charge for it. Uh, but that, that's, that's a, one of the techniques. The other technique is to make what you're already doing better or faster. So that means yourself personally. So being more systematic with the way you run your personal life. Um, that's one of the exercises we do with all of our entrepreneurs is we find that there's a ton of waste in your, your day and your week where you can be way more effective and efficient personally. And yeah, your your VA, you want to you want to be able to maximize them. And and if you are using um, part time labor like that, there's likely pieces of what you do once you've isolated them that you could you could hand off, and they could start doing more and more of those pieces. And that's a pretty common way to for for people to to start off is to say, hey, you know what, I've been doing this video editing for you know whatever your your podcast. I, someone else could probably do this. Now that I've figured out the best way to do it, I'm going to hand this off. Or maybe you've been doing your transcript yourself and then you could hand that off. And maybe <laughs> you're doing your bookkeeping yourself and you could hand that off. And so um, some of those things are, are easy wins to hand off to experts. But then eventually you're going to get to the point where even the, the service delivery that you do, once you've figured out what is your service delivery, like in my case, you know, doing the coaching and consulting was my service delivery. I've, I've packaged that up. So now I can train consultants and they can do the service delivery. Right. And so that, but that didn't happen in a day that happened with the intention of, um, I think this is the other other big thing that I want to make sure the audience gets is when you have your own business at first, it typically has to do with, I want to just make enough money to pay for myself and to (laughs) take care of my own bills and be able to do it on my own terms. But there reaches a point where you realize, um, your, your customers need more. The world needs more. You could do a lot more good in the world. Um, yeah. And it's not just about you anymore. It's about um, expanding to, to make that impact. And yeah. that's when you realize you have to start taking, treat your business like a business as opposed to treating it like, well, I'll work hard enough to pay my bills and go on vacation, but I'm not going to ever go beyond that. Um, and I think that's kind of shortchanging what you can do in, in the world because yeah. You're thinking about your business in terms of, um, you know, just yourself as opposed to the impact you can, you can make. And I think for most people, if they did have more time and if they did have more money and they did have more mental bandwidth, there's a lot of really cool 
good things. And I'm looking at your website right now, you know, that, that people you've worked with where they could do a lot of really amazing things, but yeah. they're going to have to step out of the day-to-day to, to make those things happen. And um, this, is, this is kind of the, the tool or the method that can, that can make that a reality. That's yeah, I love that. And, that. and I like what you said. It's like you have this moral obligation if you can help people. You know, if somebody comes up to you and they're like, man, it's because of you, right, Josh, and your help that our company was able to give create more jobs and help more people and, you know, give us a better life. If you didn't do what you do, then that person, you, you know, would be unaffected. Right. Um, and so it makes a big difference that has a trickle down effect as well. Um, so I love that you kind of have that mindset around it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the idea of looking at it as an asset. Now, do you do you actually talk through it that way with people to look at your business as an asset that becomes sellable? So that does that create a certain frame of mind or something? Yeah, that that's one of the focuses <laughs> for us. And again, we we try to say high level so that it attracts uh, kind of a pretty pretty wide net. But there is a certain demographic that that really wants to build a company to sell. Ultimately, yeah. you know, maybe in ten years, maybe five years, maybe in one year. And this is a, a clear path to do that. Um, some of them, like this this guy I was just talking to yesterday, is a is a plumbing uh, business, services business in California. He he wants to open up another location in in Vegas and Phoenix. So it's about duplication. It's not about selling it. They want to keep it. It's a failing business, but they want to gotcha. expand it. So that's some people they want to expand. Uh, other ones, they're just, they are literally stuck in the day-to-day. They have, you know, one VA. And I was talking to someone yesterday that just had one VA, but he knows he can do so much more if he finally got things systemized. And so it's about going from that, you know, quarter million dollar business a year to making the million dollar mark. And they just know they have to make some shifts to do it. And so- it attracts different people uh, at different at different seasons. Yeah, uh, you know we've worked with some companies that are doing five hundred million dollars a year, or even even larger. And for them, I mean, the owners have as much time and money as they need. It's about just efficiency, impact, scalability, and they realize if they can make a a three percent efficiency improvement, it's going to be a ton of money. And so they, like, yeah. oh, well, I should do it. And so um, they have a different motivation, but. Okay. Uh, usually work with smaller companies. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I'm about to sneeze. Okay. Never mind. <sighs> Got it. Okay. Um, yeah. And I, I like the idea of creating the ability to create efficiency. Um, and I guess, you know, when you're thinking about a smaller company, um, I have you seen, so when you implement your process, um, what's the timeline to really start feeling like, okay, we got this thing systematized and I can actually see myself kind of working from the outside of it more so than the inside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, and I don't want to say it depends, but it it really does. Some people, they they jump right in and then within a few months, their their company is totally revolutionized. Uh, That appraisal company, one of our first clients, now we're still, we're still testing out the theory on these people. And within three months, he says, well, Josh, now what do I do with my time? My employees don't need me anymore. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to the office. What should I do? And so, he, you know, he, he took up cycling, he, you know, he joined a band and, um, you know, then eventually he got bored and then went back and then grew his business. Yeah. But at yeah. first it's like, well, now I don't need to be here. So that, that can happen pretty quickly depending on the maturity of your business and the maturity of your, of your team. Um, the, 
the standard that we say is four months. So we say, if you dedicate four months to intentionally focusing in on your business with this methodology, it's going to give you the, the chance to actually uh, infuse the strategy into all aspects of your business. Yep. It's going to give the, your, your your team a chance to uh, try this out, to test out the procedures, to measure them, to actually um, build some um, consistency in, in using them and working in this way. And you're going to have kind of a four-month life cycle to actually um, work in this way so that it sticks. And then you just have to carry it carry it through. And yeah. that that's kind of our, our, our uh, plan. We've tried doing it in a weekend workshop. That didn't work. We tried doing it in 60 days. That was too fast. We tried doing it in six months. Yeah, we, we had some programs where they're six months long and people – or like six months, that's too long. I don't want to commit that much time. <laughs> so eventually <laughs> we just, we, you know, we've got a, a standard, you know, 120 day transformational group coaching okay. program. And that's kind of our, our bread and butter is that, you know, four months, if you stay committed that long, um, it's going to transform the way you operate. And then you can just carry it through from there. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And I'd be curious, what are some of the biggest fears that the people you work with have to get over to actually do what they do. Yeah, well, the biggest fear is that um, that they know they're not going to like it. <laughs> I think that's probably the, <laughs> you know uh, there's a lot of things you can do. You know, a lot of pro- uh, programs and products and services that that uh, seem more sexy, more fun. You know, a new logo, new brand. Uh, yeah. You know, new advertising campaign, new website. There's a lot of things that are just more visually appealing and then more outward facing and People are going to notice them immediately. You might even get like an immediate impact where this is this is kind of the behind the scenes uh, boring stuff that people are like, ah, I kind of want to say a little more more fun with my time. And <laughs> that that's that's probably the hardest thing is is the, the fact that they know this is not always going to be fun. They know it's going to be hard work and they know that the results that they get, though it might 10x or 100x their business, it's not going to do that in the first couple months. Like the first few months, it's going to be investing in infrastructure. It's going to be investing in your system. It's going to be investing in, in some kind of this hard thinking, hard work. Yeah. But yeah. the payoff is going to be, be massive. And so it's getting them over a, I need to make sales next week, or I need to do this next month, yes, to yeah. a, I need to build this for the next five years for my kids, for my grandkids, for the world. It's it's a it's a totally different perspective, and so um, okay. uh, that's that's probably the hardest thing is they know it's going to take some time, and if they're already you know living hand to mouth and they're they're in that phase, it's hard for them to mm-hmm. to think differently about business. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like you work with both um, service and consulting businesses, but also uh, e-commerce as well. Yeah, yeah, we've had e-commerce businesses work with us. It's um, it's really all over the map. I mean, uh, we've had people who, you know, design websites. We've had podcasters, we've had people <laughs> who, who build, um, you know, a nuclear power plant repair companies, yeah, chiropractors, podiatrists, law firms. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'd be curious, is there a quick win in the process in the beginning? Meaning like, for example, you mentioned some of the price considerations for the pricing model. Is that a early on tweak that can kind of elevate some revenues while you work on all the other boring stuff? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's definitely a way to have a little more cash in the door. But I think just another way is if you 
and we do this with our owners, it's pretty tedious as we write down every single thing that they do for a couple of days. And then if you can isolate a couple of things that you're doing every single day and document that system and hand it off, that's going to help you become a true believer of what this can do. And it's also going to free up, let's just say, a half hour a day or two hours a week of your time. And that's when it really starts to become interesting when you realize, wow, I took this thing that I did every single day, every single week, and now I've handed it off. And now I immediately have time back and I can reinvest that time. And so yeah. we try to get them a, a quick win in terms of time back. And yeah. ideally, any customer that comes to us, we ask them what their, their biggest problem is. And we try to figure out a systematic, sustainable solution that's going to prevent that problem from happening mm -hmm. again. And the quicker we can make that happen, uh, the better and the more the rest of the company can uh, buy into it because they saw the results. Yeah, I love that. Cool. Well, and where, where can people um, do a quick search to find you and maybe even get the book and learn more? Sure. Yeah. So uh, uh, Sam Carpenter and I, we just split off into two sites. We just had too much going on on our both, our, both of our sites. And so um, WTSenterprises.com is where I do the coaching, the consulting, the training. Uh, the book is there. Soon we're going to have the book summary in terms of like downloading it and actually yeah. getting getting the book and my podcast is there and then uh sam carpenter actually has his own site where he likes to blog and write about systems thinking nothing to nothing to buy there just just sam the author and that's at the okay. website workthesystem.com cool awesome hey listen i appreciate your time this is a, a a great conversation i hope the people listening got a lot out of it it's, it's important really important stuff Good. i enjoyed it thanks adam Thanks for tuning into the Authentic Brand Mastery Podcast. Don't forget to stop by changecreator.com for more information, fresh articles, content, and our services if you're looking to build a brand that people love. And please stop by iTunes, leave us a five-star review. We appreciate your support.